Hello and welcome to another F24 podcast. My name is David and each week I have the luxury of inviting a creative over to my studio in North Acton to talk about their lives and interactions with London culture and creativity. This week's creative is Mark Sinclair, London Graffiti's very own prime. Mark is integral to the path I chose. When I first met him when I was 16 or 17 years old in 96, 97, I was working in a dead-end job selling advertising space in an Arabic newspaper based in West Hampstead. I don't think I sold one advert, but what I did manage to do was persuade the editor to let me write a piece and interview Mark about his paintings, because at the time he was using Arabic text in his murals. It was a blag. I hadn't written anything other than a tag since leaving school, but the idea was going to get me to meet a London Don. I'd only been writing graffiti for about two years, but even then I loved learning about the culture and I was getting deeper and deeper into it after seeing Prime's pieces in graffitism and seeing his first tag that stayed in one of the tunnel entrances at Farringdon for years. I knew I had to meet this man, and here was my opportunity. I did, and we met in a cafe in Kilburn High Road late one night, and he was a true gent. I wasn't sure if he knew how old I was or how professional I may or may not have been, but he gave me his time and he helped me write this piece on his work and they published it. Unfortunately, they didn't credit me for it, but we know the story and that's what counts. This conversation and the friendship that blossomed was like getting an encyclopedia on the culture from one of the top players. One day brought me to Elk's house. My mind was blown as Elk had been in my sight since before writing. These interactions with the culture really helped seal my love and dedication for it. I'd fallen for hip-hop by say 91, 92 and really fell in by 93, but writing came a little bit later. Kilburn, my estate and the surrounding estates had a lot to offer for someone who's looking to make a name for himself. I tried a few things out over the years, but graffiti was a real calling. And meeting Mark then, so early on and getting into the culture was the inspiration I really needed to get on with it and live it with direction. So, it was great having him round for this chat. In my story, Mark is a major part of those early years and my interactions and experiences with the culture. I felt privileged to have him round to share his. This is F24. Enjoy. Things I remember about that school is arriving and busting a massive Hellraiser's tag in a poster marker in a in a stairwell like um that yeah. sent waves through the school like who is this what's that chapter one london mark takes us back to the early 80s in london and explains about his experiences there and what primary and secondary school was like the differences between those two and then the types of people he came across in secondary we talk about the system he found himself in and the choices he started to make within that and his introduction to hip-hop and graffiti and the first time seeing and holding the culture bible subway art Brilliant, Mark, man. Thanks for coming round. I really appreciate it. So let, let's um, let's start at the beginning, man. Where are you from? Um, from London, from South London. Always, always lived, uh, moved about different places in South London, but it's always been South that I've lived. Um, though, you know, I branched out, you know, in terms of finding like-minded people and yep. exploring the city and... You know, especially, you know, when I started off writing yeah. and getting into that, it was a very much freer sort of time. You know, it's more oppressive in some ways, or the oppression I felt was quite, um, you know, upfront and in your face, you know, especially like politically, um, it was quite very is, polarized and black and white to see in London is this London in the 80s yeah so this is London in the 80s yeah the UK in the 80s you know um culturally it was different yeah um you know I suppose we take it for granted maybe now that London is really quite like diverse Cos- cosmopolitan is the word they put out there isn't it yeah the rest of it um but 
at that time it felt like there was still a little bit of a battle to kind of for diversity mm. to you know and did you did you experience that within like your age group as well or was it predominantly older people did you get that feeling from or did you think that maybe your generation your wave was coming through a bit more open-minded a bit more like-minded yeah. i mean i think it was mainly feeling the the fallout and the wave from the previous generation yeah from my brother's generation yeah okay because i think they had it even you know worse yeah um you know they were kind of like still within that generation where they were like the first generation coming from the that first wave of immigration yeah you know so they were they were still growing up within that sort of environment so they they experienced a lot which obviously i suppose probably if your older brothers out there experiencing that and then brings that home tells the family tells you you're aware of it like yeah. obviously go through your own stuff but even as a young kid you're kind of like oh there's something going on out there yeah a lot of it wouldn't be said within yeah. my within my family but you'd see it you'd, yeah. you'd know it and you'd pick up on different things and you know, again, even that, you know, how, you know, you know, I suppose it still goes on, but how, you know, if you're the youngest in the family and stuff, you kind of, you know, you don't get told directly a lot of things. No. You, you just pick it up. Yeah. You, you hear mum, dad chatting. You yeah. hear your brother chatting to someone and, you know, you pick it all up. Yeah. And this, and then you think, this is my family. So this is how, yeah. Yeah. How it is. So how many brothers and sisters you got? Have you got a big family or? So I've just got three other brothers, three, three older other brothers. brothers. Okay, cool. So you're you're the youngest, yeah. Yeah, so I'm the youngest. Sort Wicked. Of Wicked. Yeah. And um, what was going to school like in the, around South London back then? Like, well, school was interesting for me because um, I mean, primary school I went to really interesting primary school, really kind of um, progressive in that in that time, mm. um, very much seventies. Nature orientated, okay. Uh, alternative culture, different cultures. So it was quite new for the seventies. That type of school, then, in a way. Well, there was lots of that... experimental sort of um, ways of looking at education. Yeah. Um, in the seventies, particularly being you know tried out yeah. in schools and stuff. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say it was particularly different, mm -hmm. but. A lot of those ideas were feeding, were within education generally anyway. Yeah. So the teachers would kind of um, express that through the way um, they'd help us engage with nature and things around us. So so that was a beautiful experience. And yeah. That was all near Wimbledon Common. So it was all, um, nice. you know, kind of cozy. Yeah. That um, and getting that, getting a dose of nature, being a London kid. And I know we're blessed with lots of parks in our yeah. city, but... Yeah. Getting it pushed into your face is a well. I grew up on the outskirts, so really, okay, yeah. you know, for a large part of that, I was living um, near Kingston. So, okay, yeah, yeah, know, that's Surrey. So yeah. I was like, I was near Wimbledon Common. I was near. You could Richmond really Park. appreciate it then, yeah. And that, you know, that really felt, you know, down on the A3. That felt like, you know, I was away, yeah, from inner city. It wasn't an inner city yeah. thing at all, you know. So yeah, you were more in tune with what they were trying to show you like, as well. Yeah, it was yeah. the suburbs. Well, yeah and then what was secondary like did you secondary where that's where we moved into london Mark. okay so moved into balham uh -huh. so that's obviously you know closer to everything that's going on but i went to um private school for first 
three years, mm-hmm. three, four years in my schooling. So I went to, um, yeah, Clapham Junction, a um, private school and there. W- what was the education like? Was it levels up, do you think? or? Um, yeah, I mean, looking at it now as an adult and as someone who um, has to engage with education differently, um, not so much, you know, a bit as a recipient, mm-hmm. but, you know. I'm also someone who's trying to see my my children through education, yeah. the formal schooling education, as it were. Um, it was a good, you know, it was a good education. It was a private Brilliant. school, you know. Um, you know, they could pay for resources and they were very much, um, you know, discipline and all that thing. That was, that was quite Sorry. important then. Yeah. Um, but it was a culture shock for me. And you only went there for three years, so then into a state school afterwards. Yeah, yeah. So I got. I got so there was like leave. two waves of a culture shock in a way, jumping into that, and then. Yeah, well, jumping into that. I mean, that was the main. That was the main one because yeah. like, we're talking like a kind of, you know, um, a a public school that probably you know modelled, you know, like itself on like Harrow or yeah. Eaton or yeah. one of those. You know, very old building very traditional established um you know very traditional ways of teaching yeah uh, discipline you know hierarchies <clears throat> of of um students and teachers as well meant, i suppose you know, isn't it? meant to replicate the hierarchies of society yeah you know the idea is that you're joining a club that's you know that's wow. a lot what private schools are about yeah. you're joining an inner circle you're getting to meet so, people yeah here. so you yeah. are yeah you're making the connects that in the future will help you move yeah. about and navigate and rule the world if you're if you're actually fitting into that yeah if and that way inclined that. yeah exactly yeah. so but i wasn't obviously part of that right clique. i wasn't gonna actually really fit into that um and they kind of gave you three years then really in a way they're like let's see what he does yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Whether that was cognitive, how they, how they yeah. felt at the beginning, yeah, or whether it was just as as time transpired, you know, they felt maybe I wasn't doing as well, you know, in my classes yeah. and lessons, and um, you know, periphery of you know disruptive behaviour sometimes, but nothing, nothing major, nothing outlandish or major, but just yeah, yeah, just it wasn't. I'd be, I'd be there. My face would come up a yeah. few times. And that's enough. Going on. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and as with all schools, you know, once you start heading towards the end, when you're going to be showing up on their results at the end, uh, they make a decision. And yeah. if they feel you're not going to... Uh, Hit that mark. Yeah, you're not going to make up the numbers. They'll then, press. Um, yeah. Yeah. Either excluded from a mainstream school or, you know... Did you... Um, did you pick anything up in there, like interest-wise, whilst you were at, at that type of school, or was it predominantly just education? Like, did you? Well, that's where I started. Graph. That's you that's, started writing that. Was, yeah, that was starting wow. writing in that in that in that public school. Wow. Very, very clearly, you know, I was, um, you know, it was through just initial media, so through those little bits of hip hop that you get through the TV or yeah. something, you know, special programs arena yeah arena yeah series of documentaries Uh, arena yeah hip-hop history 
you know, it's like, that's like, wow, right, okay. And then, you know, Buffalo Girls video. And, yeah, Beat Street. And you're picking up all the, you know, all the signals and all the signs of what, what's yeah. going on. And it's all new and different. And was this a wave going through the school as well, do you feel? Like a, a segment of the school? Were other kids yeah, picking up on this? Yeah, a segment of the school. Yeah. Kind of into it. In, yeah. yeah. A little segment where it were into it. Felt that different um, sound. Yeah. And, and yeah. you know, a couple, you know, big writers went to my school. Oh, well. right. Wicked. So, um, but I remember, yeah, I remember when this one kid came running up with, because he obviously knew I was into graph and hip-hop from before mm -hmm. but he came running up with a copy of subway art and that you know that was kind of it really that was there, from seeing that yeah i suppose uh, everything else had been either on a screen so back then as well very rarely would you record anything sometimes they record things but it's on a screen so you're going to catch it when it's on and that's it and then it's about a memory yeah. You saw it at 8pm that night you're never going to see it again but you're going to talk about it with your friends whereas when that book turned up it was like Oh, hang on! This is like a yeah, printed map. I can hold this. Books and... as well. It's a cachet that books. Yeah. Have, you know. Yeah. Books. You know. Then that's a tangible a more, thing. Yeah, tangible. It's it, it. At that time, it's more of a, a permanent record. Yeah. That's going on. Um, yeah, you engage with it very differently as a form of sort of media. Yeah. So when he came running up with this book of kids like my age bit younger some bit older um some similar backgrounds that i recognized and they were doing this stuff on trains like this i just i just couldn't believe it and was there any were you seeing anything like that in london at the time or was it all still quite fresh did you so by, by seeing the book you're like oh, hang on this is running as well i'm seeing stuff like this out there or is it still too new it's still pretty new. It's yeah. still really predominantly what you're seeing in terms of graffiti is, um, you know, the punk graffiti mm -hmm. sort of like maybe, you know, leftist groups. Yep. Um, graffiti, uh, you know. Bit of Kilroy. Yeah. Yeah. That type of thing. Um, so there was no... Maybe the... a few tags coming through. Yeah. Uh, with, a, mean, with a actually, style. You know, yeah, and then, you know, I suppose we were talking earlier on about round 85, um, you know, that's when I'm seeing local graffiti writers doing their thing. Writers, yeah. you know, Crash 151, Scratch D, yeah. Solo, um, you know, like... Amazing. Yeah. Um, what was... So when you left that school, and so you'd, you got kicked out, yeah. Got kicked out. More or less, yeah. And then you go into a state school. Yes, a state school that, again, kind of fancied itself as a bit of a, you know, a better sort of state school. Yeah, nice. Um, and, um, but really, by that time, I was done. I didn't even, re I can't remember it much. Okay. I, I really can't remember did, much of it. Had graffiti fully taken over by then, do you think? Or was it... Things I remember about that school is arriving and busting a massive Hellraiser's tag in a poster marker in a in a stairwell like um, that yeah. sent waves through the school like who is this what's that <laughs> so I remember that and I remember 
um, going out lunchtime, smoking weed next to this sort of boiler room area near the school. Yeah. Like in some stairwells. So there's yeah. all a blur after so that. Stairwells. Really. Yeah. That's stairwells. What I from that <laughs> Smoky stairwells and stained stairwells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so the culture had really taken you by then. What was, I mean. Yeah, it had. It had. It was, it was starting. Yeah. Um, disengaged with education. Um, obviously, feeling. Um, a bit of a failure with regards to that, mm. um, but then also, um, you know, adolescence generally, yep. trying to find your place. Uh, I was shy, mad, mad, mad shy as well. So, and then the stuff of how London was as well, like you were saying at the beginning, mm. you know, being a black kid in South yeah. London. Feeling not quite yeah. fitting in. Where not too sure if, fit yeah, in. do I fit in? Don't I fit in? Yeah. Have I got to fit in? Yeah. Those things. And then, yeah, so feeling shy as well, ones with it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So this culture comes along where, yeah, you, you yeah, you, you, you build yourself, yeah. <laughs> you know. Start behind the mask. Yeah. yeah, you start behind the mask and you crack on, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the shyness and the yeah. un- unsureness doesn't have to be played in it, does it? It can be. No, no. I mean, you can be played on. Yeah, right? exactly. Played on, exactly. Yeah. You can play on it. You can play with it. You can do whatever you want. You can hide behind it. You can stand up front and proud. Yeah. Either way, there's a lot to yeah. it. So, so the culture was that all of it with with the music as well. Were you finding like must it must have been nuts man because i don't know you know i got into hip-hop young but not enough for it to do anything of any worth until maybe i was 12 13 14 maybe mm. but that's 93 94 mm. so there's solid amazing albums coming out there and then like mm. snoop albums out and all that mm. type of stuff like and it was a pre-existing culture it already had 10 15 years in the country mm. and to see it grow and come out of a place where you saw it come from Part of it must have been like unsure land, but also extremely exciting. I knew it was exciting when, yeah. I, when I when it was offered to me. I knew it was exciting. It it was already foretold that this is this is the shit. This is yeah. This is the culture. This is the one. It was told to me. Whereas you lot were just right. We're gonna take this. Yeah, we like we, we like these looks. Let's pull this in. Pull this in. Yeah, and taking you know, taking obviously what we saw from around us little bits from new york and stuff but it wasn't it wasn't a complete no sort of whole thing from package new york. you know no. we had our own you know mcs and writers and all that and breakers and b-boys and all that um you know and then it was like eclectic loads of different types of people that would be writing or in clubs or b-boying or whatever popping like. so so when it when it popped off originally that it, it came with a lot of styles it wasn't like a couple of avenues like and then it started to spawn out it literally sparked people's imagination to just run with it in a way yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i think so i think so it was you know as opposed i mean what do you mean as well i mean to... i don't know it seems nowadays and even in the 90s it things had been ironed out a lot more and roots i feel had been Roads were built mm. and you could choose your road. Whereas I'm wondering, you know, like backpack or gangster or conscious mm. or, you know, or graffiti mm. or breaking. Mm. I'm wondering whether for your generation, was there, it was, just, it was open enough for you to be like this. You can tell this culture is going to let me experiment. 
and so whether you could be a bit more free with your choices you don't basically you not to say you were a b-boy or a, or a dj or anything like that but there were a lot of old school heads or the generation before mine who took part in a few aspects of the culture whereas and then there was a few people maybe a bit older than me but then from my age on my generation on mid 90s onwards i didn't see much of oh we do i do this the this and this and yeah that. yeah it wasn't like i don't know why yeah, I just. Well, you had a similar thing. You had a similar yeah. thing back then. You, you know, you had, obviously, you know, you'd have breakers or DJs who thought feet was shit. Like, yeah, like, what you that, did, okay, right. So there was that. So there wasn't, yeah. And I always felt that, as well as being part of the whole hip hop thing. Yeah. I always saw writing as separate as well and bigger. I saw it bigger than hip hop. Brilliant. Yeah? Chapter two: Culture. School and education in secondary school didn't go as conventional as some, but culture had fully taken over and Mark got his head down and got fully involved in all sides of what London was offering. We talk about clubbing and parties, meeting like-minded people and the fresh feeling of the culture in the UK. We then move on to his progression and any graffiti writer's progression in the scene. Different avenues open and available and we also talk about the blueprint for progression and where his generation got theirs from. We then move on to his larger paintings and his crossover with religion and how these paintings came about and about other life choices that helped him with his direction. Mark also goes into his choices and reasons for choosing religion and his experiences within that and how it aided his life. I saw the little strands of who it was pulling in range of people. It wasn't just hip-hop heads. It wasn't just hip-hop heads, no. you know. You could just be a metalhead, mm. you know, but you'd bond and people would be bonding over writing. Yeah. And, they, and you know, and they didn't listen to hip-hop. Huh. you know that person you, you hung out with yeah or they kind of like you know in the background you know it was something they were kind of into but not yeah. really at home it was different tapes yeah different vinyls but a whole out, different yeah, exactly whole different thing oh, that's nice man so yeah so having that is it was obviously it's a lot freer it's a lot freer there's a lot more crossover things but you could also you know go into like the hip-hop you know, imagery and yeah. iconography of it really heavily and, and live that. And, you know, we were, we were living that. Did you do the clubs and all that type of stuff oh, that popping did, off? Warehouse jams. I mean, it's really warehouse jams where it's just a wasteland, decks, yeah. speakers set up, Wicked. you know, um, like, you know, Bronxy yeah. type style. Grassroots. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, in abandoned buildings, whatever it was, you know, used to do all that, graft up, go yards after or doing or whatever, you yeah. know. It was it was so much could happen. Yeah. You know, and so much was happening. I, there was also this kind of click, I think. You yeah. Know? I think there was also this kind of any scene that's kind of cool like that and was still could be kept, you know, underground. Yeah. And it was, you know, you, you know, for some people, it was a bit, it was about being ultra cool, you know, in their heads. Yeah. So that can be quite, you know, closed off as well to but, some people. And keep, but keeps it exclusive as well. But it keeps it exclusive. So I might feel like, ah, oh, you know, Covent Garden, you know, maybe there was like groups of people who, you know, maybe were a bit older. Yeah. But they would you know seem inaccessible and they'd be doing their thing and you'd be you know those few years out. behind yeah yeah you kind of realize 
but that's that's kind of part of it as yeah. well. You know, that's part of it builds it builds the addiction to the culture as well. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, when I met you, I I've been in it a year and a half, two years tops. Yeah. And yeah, when you have these little meetings gateways. And, yeah, yeah, these gateways. Like that, little, yeah, yeah. yeah they really forge yeah. things you have to go through and yeah. people you have to meet and get down with and you know, to get to the get next in level. The circle and yeah. all that, yeah. So you made a lot of good friends then through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, I made a lot of good friends. A lot, a lot. And, you know, and also, you know, some of them older lot as well after, you know, lots of things went on. I kind of then came to kind of um, understand them a bit more and chill with them a bit more and um, sort of get into that sort of circle a little bit more. But at the same time, I wasn't, you know, writers, you know, we were doing our thing, yeah. you know, differently to, you know, the dancers or yeah. the DJs or MCs. It also didn't have a chance or as clear a chance back then of becoming anything paid. Whereas DJs could get paid in a club. A breaker could get paid mm. something, you know mm. what I mean? Graffiti was graffiti. And yeah, right, maybe the odd banner might happen and... But the point was, it was never going to really cross a line. You, yeah. I don't know. Would you have imagined it to hit where it's got now in terms? You know what I mean? It's, it's such a mad, massive thing now. Yeah. With the shows worldwide and the big, massive events and da, da, da. back then it wasn't. Was that that possibility wasn't there? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And that and that's you know, as I said, you know, you had some people who were part of different parts yeah. of the culture, different strands. Who would feel like, yeah, you're like you're messing up my opportunity yeah. to, you know, I'm kind of like um, I'm part of a subculture, yeah. I'm part of an alternative thing, but I also have a, a route to connect to something that's a bit more mainstream, yeah. which you know for some that's legitimizing what they're doing, yeah. and, you know that sounds like oh wow I'm accepted now, or this has been given some gravitas, yeah. For some, it's just yeah, I can make a bit of money off this, and I can you know, um, you know, provide and do some things. But um, graph was always the hard nut to crack, wasn't it? It was always it's uh, again, man, why difficult? You know, there were obviously commissions and things yeah. going on at that time that yeah. people were doing, and you know, trailblazers or chrome angels, yeah, alpha dodger, wheat a bit, etc. Alpha dodger and all that, and you know, and they were. They were looked on as, yeah, like we're making our own sort of uh, media, yeah. as it were, and yeah. where we are sort of infiltrating a bit into mainstream, and so it's nice to obviously see graph on a billboard yeah. by someone you know or whatever, but at the same time, it's kind of like um, you wanted to keep it. Doing, doing yeah. what you're doing. You kn- you knew there wasn't going to be anything where trains going to the yards or anything. No. That's not going to... That's never going to happen. That's not going to be legitimized. Yeah. or And that was where, at least for me, that's where the, the, the real, real... That's, that was the authentic yeah, thing. That was the core. Yeah. What was... Um, what was happening with school and college around the same time? Education, is it completely out the window? Just not going anymore? Did you go to college? So education's kind of out the window, struggling to maybe go to a few college courses. I've done, a, a, did a few things, uh, did a few art courses, graphics. 
Uh, Did you but think? Nothing as a major, no. like, course to really take up a lot of time. Did you, you know, obviously w- w- at those ages, and you've been through it with your kids, I'm going through it with mine, and they, uh, I don't know. By ch- so you chose art courses because you were like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to be a mathematician. I'm not going to be a scientist. I'm not going to. I'm going to choose art in these college courses because I feel I've got some type of connection with it, and probably through to the fact that I enjoy graffiti, mm. and that's my major major hobby. Is that my life? And so, did you then being told that you've got to do something? What you're going to do from your parents or whatever other teachers? So you choose art, but none of them, none of them really clicked for you, or. Well, like the was, way these courses w- w- were ran, or were you just so involved in the culture? It was just I was just I was I was pretty much kind of involved in the culture. Yeah. And so you were ticking boxes, really, but yeah, I mean, yeah. there was you know, remember at, at this point there was a thing where it counted against you if you went to art college. Right. Okay. As a, as a writer. Yeah. Oh you, yes, as a writer. Know, yeah. As a writer, it was like. Oh, that guy! Yeah. You know, he's he's going to art college, or he went to art college. He's gone. Yeah, and it and you know, and he had to have a book that looked a certain way, and, yeah. and it was all a bit bourgeois. It was all a bit something different yeah. to really the you know the things we saw in Subway Art and the culture that was coming out of that for us and the lives you were Even living. Even though you yeah. know a lot of those same guys, you know, that we saw as our idols and heroes. And, you know, they probably went to schools of art and yeah, well, that as well. A lot of them did, though, didn't it? Yeah, we you found that later mean. years. Yeah, yeah, but at that time, no. that wasn't what you were looking at. No. You know, and you didn't really kind of see that sort of cross-pollination of maybe what they were doing no. in art school. And well, the information in, definitely and wasn't there. how that was maybe coming back and being translated in trains yeah. and the... And the, and the getting up as a, you know, as an art form and bombing and all that. It you didn't really connect it too much like no. that. So by doing the college things, you're just you're, you're ticking boxes for your parents and other t- yeah, other teachers yeah, and so on and so yeah. forth. But it's just not really cutting it. Not not really. I didn't feel like I needed to. Yeah. Go go to college in a way. Um, did you think of your future at all? Or did I think of my future? Not really. Not no. not at that point. I mean, no. it's I very was, rare we do uh, at that yeah, age. I was just. You know, I was just dazzled by that, by living that life, mm. racking, bombing, you know, all the different parts, hanging out, benches, getting your photos, prepping for, you know, all those little bits It's a full-time thing, man, as well. Yeah, that go into it. They are, and you're focusing on them. You yeah. Know, and you're concentrating on it all, you know, and, you know, it's very different to now because now I don't, I don't see there as a scene as much, you know. There is a, there's a scene where people are doing stuff, but you know, I don't know if there's a place you can just walk up to and see a whole load of writers, and they would just have photos of their trains, right. and you know, and you can just all go bombing together like right. as you know, ten, fifteen of you, and you know, on the line, and you know, and then hang out somewhere else where you've just bombed and. You know, it's a completely different world, isn't it? Very different, different world. So I suppose the closest we've got is a shop now, because there's definitely no writers' benches in this. City. Yeah, so there's no writers' benches. No. Whereas, you know, there were a few. Yeah. You know, you had Covent Garden, which was the big hub for everything, 
but then each little area had its own bench yeah. as well, and you'd pass through and you'd see people, you know, absorbed. It absorbed your life, really. So running around the city then. So we're talking yeah. late eight, early nineties by now. I think late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I was really active, I suppose, um, between yeah, eighty eight. 86 to sort of 90 you know there was a lot going on in terms of there was still a lot of other people yeah you know that i had started off with who were still writing you know some of them stopped quite early on yeah and so that would affect but then i you know got onto new generation of writers not new generation but a kind of different side of things so started hanging out with different people um having a different focus of what i wanted to do are you talking about hitting different types of paintings as well now different types of paintings um starting to have messages and starting to use use the art form as a way of expressing you know views i had maybe about politics or media or religion or whatever it was all those things that I was swirling around in my head that I was kind of getting into which you know was a connection to the hip-hop culture where it was going in that direction yeah. as well with the with conscious hip-hop rap and yeah so it came around it was happening all around the same time all, you feel. yeah it's happening all around the same time and um because like you say, there's there's a lot of 80s writers that did four years, four mm. to six years, and then moved on to whatever else was next. You've, you're one of the few people that hasn't stopped, mm. that did, you know, I mean, the photo album must be immense, looking from the beginning to the last five, ten years of your paintings, you know what I mean? Because the the transition, I mean, when I, I obviously first came across your name through graphism, and it was wall painting by then. Yeah, was the first things I'd seen with your name next to them. Hmm. Amazing wall paintings, like mind blowing, hmm. like levels upon levels of excellence on there. And then to hear about your history afterwards was amazing. To hear about, I oh, know he's an old school writer from this, and yeah. all these trains, these crews. To that transition when you started to paint these murals and walls with and paintings with meanings other than just your name, what? What led you to it? I mean, and what and how did, how was it enabled? Did you start like getting like was it commission based? Was it I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a job? I'm gonna earn some money? I'm gonna use my money to aid my art, and I'm gonna work with people to get these walls painted. And did your mind open to there, there's a real need for me to continue this painting? I can't stay on the trains because I'm seeing more, I, I can give more to the culture than I can give on the trains. Was that kind of it? And like your steps into those massive murals you were doing in the nineties? Um, no, it wasn't, it wasn't really, it wasn't really, um, well, basically part of it is, uh, the natural sort of progression of, a career a writer's career okay you know getting older things getting a bit more serious 
um, you know, in terms of consequences, mm. you know, you hear more and more people who are, you know, they're, they're cracking down. Yeah. Things are going on. Um, it was more that on one side that maybe slowed down, you know, some of the trains mm. and stuff, but I didn't really slow down on the trains. I'm, when I met you, you were still doing it. Yeah, I, I was remember still... getting a train down south when you'd said mm. we'd been in there last night after. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, and what year was that? That was 96. That's 96, yeah, see, I, I mean, mean, yeah. You're already a decade so, plus in. Exactly, yeah, well, you know, mid-20s then. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you say yeah. it was a natural progression to you because I'm, I'm wondering where the hell did you get the blueprint from? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a progression in, in as much as what going from trains to well, walls. I just the way you said it was eloquent and brilliant, and I get it like it's a, you know a writer's career and the, the evolution of an artist and all that type of stuff. So it's obvious there's going to be more things you're going to start attacking and painting because you've been in it this long and so. Mm. still can only answer so many questions to you but you didn't ha i had a blueprint when i started graffiti i had a blueprint mm. that non-stop you steam or whatever whoever it was there mm. was a blueprint even the people that were just above me like shk and whore and came and my first teachers mm. from the area i had a blueprint you i don't i don't think you had a blueprint as such apart from what you could see coming over from america it wasn't as if anyone in England had done a decade on in the trains yeah. and being part of that real underground culture and yeah. then had transcended or grew. It's yeah. kind of, I'm wondering like, wow, like it's, I've yeah. always wowed at that fact. Yeah. At, at your generation's ability to have given yourself the opportunity to evolve. I've just, I've always found it astonishing with just subway art and a few pen pal letters and the odd international graph magazine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But you know, I mean, it's the confidence. It's like yeah. when when there's a when there's a whole homegrown culture around it all, and you're meeting so many diverse, and you have met so many diverse types of people who have been, you know, into graph, into hip hop, into what you know, what you do, and like you were saying earlier, not into it. Yeah, when you're exposed to people that, that come into it, yeah, the possibilities become more and yeah. endless yeah you know you know i'm going to private school i'm going with i'm i'm there with grace and fury wow. Wow. you know and to me they're like the pro they're like the proper real deal of that yeah. private school thing do you yeah. know what i mean they're like posh kind of rich kids do you know what i mean but they're in and but they're they're in it making moves they're and they're doing exactly they're the moves. same as yeah yeah so you're like that's the great thing about graffiti goodness. it's a great leveler like yeah it literally strips Absolutely. you naked, Graffiti. Absolutely. Leveler, leveler. Com and, um, so experiencing that and then, the, you know, the messages coming through in wider hip hop yeah. about, um, you know, the consciousness and finding yourself it, it, and, um, fighting against oppression and fighting against racism and yeah. capitalism and, and all that being within the music and the expression of it. And then you feeling that that's, it's always been that way. Yeah. You know, because it's always hip hop came out of necessity yeah. of, you know, circumstances that were, you know, crushing for um, 
those that generation the people you that know, lived it, in, yeah. in especially new york being yeah. bankrupt and you know blackouts and fear um, the police gangs pamphlets with skulls on it yeah with details how to survive the city at night that's coming um, out of the police department yeah, it, <laughs> it, it, you know yeah. lawless madness but also you know obviously out of that was able to create you know this beautiful thing was able to come out of that because it was survival it was, yeah. you know it was emotional creative survival as well as you know physical survival so that was my blueprint if you if you want i, want, I, you I, I love that and I, I love that because I, i've we've got we've got numerous blueprints now and we have done since probably the late 90s there's mm. definitely been numerous blueprints for artists to pick up and follow and to guide i think the fact that you could look into music and to look in, look into current affairs and to look into your your friendship circle and the, the, to pull out those stories for them to in, inspire you to paint i think is a brilliant thing because it's very not easy now but it's you know if you can find a style now and you can produce it onto paper and then produce it onto canvas and produce it onto a wall and get an instagram account and that, that, that you're going to be in a gallery. It's a blueprint. You know what I mean? It's there. We can look at thousands of artists worldwide. Mm. That's why, I, I, not to say I don't admire artists that do it now, off mm. the back of that, that's brilliant, but I love the the naturalness and then the, the thoughts, I presume, that came with it, which it wasn't, there was no monetary value as such. There might have been, I can pay a bill or I can feed myself if I do this banner or this painting mm. or, you know, if I get this materials budget to paint this wall, I know I've got 100 quid or whatever. But the monetary value part of it wasn't screaming as as such. No, maybe you I mean, knew it came might have been there. A lot it came later. a lot later. Maybe you knew, or maybe you could think, or, you know, at some point I could reach this. But I don't know. I think there's a lot of doors open. A door into the culture now. Yeah, can literally show you pound notes extremely quickly. Yeah, you know. But it was a contradiction to it. You know, not a con- yeah. not a contradiction, but you there know, was a battle me, I, you know, I wanted to protect it from that. Mm. You know. So I would rate, you know, I'd rate like if there was like some jam going on and it was all nice and safe, you know, and you had a few like little, you know, you know, little kind of tunnel rat writers who'd run up in there and yeah. just bomb up the place. I'd, I'd kind of like that, yeah. you know, I'd like that because yeah. it's like. That's the culture there. Don't get too comfortable yeah. with all this, you know, don't assimilate and assume and take on and yeah. and make it too too safe because you know that danger out of that danger out, out of that you know kind of abrasiveness to it is what makes this culture. that's character building it's and it protects apart. the culture yeah. yeah it protects it from exploitation yeah. you know i had um i had an art curator a couple of weeks ago say to me doesn't like using the word street art to describe paintings now on in galleries she uses something basically like fine art but not like mm. you know new fine art or something because the lines have been blurred mm. it's completely blurred now and so a lot further than what you were trying to protect in the 90s do you know what i mean and yeah it's it happened unfortunately it happened and, and fortunately at the same time unfortunately yeah. but yeah the the thing you were trying to hold on yeah. to or were successfully holding on to at that time yeah was yeah i remember going to a couple of graph jams in the 90s and seeing it go down and being like yep 
It's all here. The culture's got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, yeah. And it, you know, and depends on what side you are on that yeah. fence, like whether, you know, you're organizing it or you're trying to yeah. make a bit of money of it, you might feel, oh, you know, this ain't right. You know, these guys are coming in messing up the thing. You know, you had people like that. And, yeah. you know, yeah. and you had people who would previously be, you know, acting like they're down but then if it's people they they don't know or they're not and they come rushing up in the place they don't they won't like it yeah there's no down anymore yeah 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 i'm not i don't understand this yeah suddenly I, yeah suddenly oh you're messing up my shit yeah, like but know, it's yeah. come on you know it was so, a funny time in the 90s it was funny it was yeah because there was, I mean, I watched, I watched the insides happen. I was part of the insides happening in the 90s. And uh, going to jams and seeing people get taken out or, you know, slapped or cans taken. And there was there was definitely a line. The jams I went to towards the late 90s, amazing wall painters. Mm. And then the Rude Boys would turn up, you know what I mean? Mm. London's Rude Boys. And yeah. It was so good seeing that. Yeah, it was hot. I probably did get slapped once or twice and all that type of shit. Yeah, but yeah. And it was... It yeah. felt lovely. To be honest, I can't talk about what it is now because I'm not in it in that way. So I, I I don't know what it's like for the younger kids now. I, I hope I hope there's some sense of excitement like that. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I hope so. I hope so as well. But I, I mean, it's just you know, getting back to those formative years for me, uh, it's really hard to overstate um, how freeing character building exciting just pure excitement the whole it helped you with the city, shyness the whole city was everything yeah. everything was yeah and it helped with the shyness and the, oh, yeah by yeah. that point you'd gone through all that yeah past when you, it get, you know when you get a name for yourself and you know still kind of shy whatever in it but also finding you know um myself in terms of um, what my um, values and belief systems and um, were and how I felt about you know the world around me um, and feeling I had a bit of a handle on that in terms of at least I had I had a position and yeah. I was defending it and you know learning loads of stuff and growing you know so in terms of education then I started to self-educate you know, self-educate loads of reading yeah you know loads of reading of different types of um and was that peers helping there like people around you were they kind of helping um some of not so much with the graph peers no. this, this was you know an offshoot of yeah. me you know going into you know um you know at one point maybe you know kind of left left this sort of revolutionary groups oh wow looking at joining joining them and yeah. Africanists yeah. you know and reading that literature and you know gaining a sense of yourself myself yeah. as an African you know um, and the story behind me yeah. and my parents and all that all those things that maybe a lot of people take for granted but you know when it's disjointed when your history is disjointed and mistold and yeah, um, and you don't see many images of yourself in media yeah. at all, or in history books, yeah, or in history books or any, you know, yeah, then you're just like you're invisible, 
and it, and you always part of you feel oh you know you you don't belong and you can't mm. have access to this and that but hip hop was the answer to that you know it's nuts man it, it's, to me the fact that you found that interest and you know a light was shone on it for you to really because not a lot of, not everyone does that you know not a lot and in my own way I've never done that mm. and um yeah, not a lot of people have, and the fact that hip hop was kind of the the key to it was part of the opening voice. I mean, for me, obviously, I'm half Irish, half Egyptian, so growing up here was really easy. Piece of piss in Kilburn. Mm. I looked like mm. everyone else, you know. So obviously, different being black, and you know, mm. the, yeah, there was lies told to me as well, but not. I saw similarities in life yeah. as I was growing yeah, up. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't yeah, too daunting. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. 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 yeah we all go through our you know struggles and we all mm. um you know have um a different side of this shape that we that we see but um you know it's, it's quite profound it's quite yeah, profound yeah. growing up like that you know okay. and obviously you know a lot of it is from early early years and early childhood for me when yeah. you know when it was most acute you know that lack of visibility and everything about yourself yeah. and um and people like you that look like you you know it is it is deeply profound and it just you just you, you feel like you feel shit you know you Man, feel I just, really yeah, really shit i can't i can't imagine and i can imagine yeah. it's one of them it's amazing though that you had the brain that was going to facilitate you asking those questions like that's because not everyone gets to do it not everyone does it and no it's brilliant that you you let yourself get to that especially with failing school and being told oh you fucked up you're out of this place and mm. you're obviously not paying attention in school and you're not doing this and because when you're told that as a kid that's kind of that's our um that's our guidance our parents mm. you know adhering to what saying cool yeah with what you're doing and our teachers telling us we're doing well that's all right wicked i'm doing well as a human for you to have gone through that in the opposite way and being told, no, you're failing this, and you're going to get kicked out of here, to still have that, I know I can learn more. Yeah. And you let hip-hop hit you that way too. Yeah, I mean, it hit, it, yeah, it did just hit me. It yeah. just, you know, um, and it, you know, it hit, it hits in like, or it hit me in a, you know, a very mm. certain way, which was alien, was sort yeah. of kind of really alien, like, yeah. Wasn't is, everyone that not everyone was doing one, it? Huh? Not everyone was doing it. It was in that sense. Uh, I mean, hardly. You know, when when at the very start, when it was just coming through, yeah, you're seeing bits of imagery, and you know, as I say, you know, things on TV and stuff. That was just like, Shocking. what is this? Yeah, what is this? Amazing. You know, amazing, crazy times. So what? Um, you, the, the paintings that I, I picked up on of you first were the Arabic ones. Well, they were the ones that I'd, I'd seen other ones, but I'd seen a, these Arabic script ones. And it was the reason I managed to reach out to you. Had religion entered your life a lot by then? Or had it always been with you? So. Because some of them it, were religious scriptures and senses, weren't they? Some of them. Um, or statements. Yeah, I mean, I've I've only done... A couple pieces that, at least in Arabic scripts, mm -hmm. 
overtly kind of say something in Arabic that's to do, you know, directly mm-hmm. with um, you know my faith, my faith at that point particularly. Um, but then I was also wanting to bring that into a sort of um, into a more sort of kind of street level mm-hmm. as well um because that was what was swirling around at the same time mm-hmm. you know there was the faith as it were you yeah. know me um converting to islam in um like 89 oh, okay. around yeah. that time yeah but there's also the struggle of trying to translate that and 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 live it authentically through being who you are yeah who i am a london graffiti writer. yeah 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 because it's it's you know that faith given you know the history and the context of it is so <clears throat> intertangled with culture with mm. a particular culture and um you know and my group of because you know i was part of black consciousness activism that fitted with what we knew i've been looking for this thing that is a complete you know i had to confront these questions about well and graph and doing illegal things going back to graffiti even in the names you know just disenfranchised young people um you know not many prospects as it were with the mainstream opportunities etc yeah um shouting out saying i'm here you know exist you know i thought i was sort of getting back you know to that to that point yeah from what i saw coming out of new york and some of the writers you know like you know we've got lee who's a classic one who was doing yeah see that up there (laughs) who's you know seeing you know children of the really thoughtful paintings all all these things that you saw you know little messages yeah and they really had a, a massive effect on me. And then so from those years, is that what you <coughs> kind of carried? Was that like the translation of the work you'd been doing? So from those early years in the 80s with Prime and y- your name and the reason the culture was to then finding this voice in order to tell a story and to let more out for your paintings. Did you then, because the last set of paintings I saw you do were, quite a lot about so they were about social commentary i said did you think this this is this can be my this is where i can tell my stories this is where i can or i can tell stories not even yours you can tell stories Mm. because you've since then then has that been the kind of route has that been like the base plate for your work is society and its inflictions on people and people's interpretations of it and well at one point i was obsessed with that i mean you know it's the um you know the the zeal of the convert isn't it you know for a large part of that you know you go into something like whoa yeah now it all fits in place like yeah now i'm strident i've found a new voice and i'm gonna let it out and i'm gonna tell everybody so you know there's a bit of that but i think i quickly passed through that Mm. I passed through that stage um, 
and you know it became more real it becomes more real it becomes more contextualized it becomes more sort of down to earth and you um and i'm you know at a point it was shutting me down shutting me you know my yeah. mind's down and I, overwhelming what religious re- religion does yeah. you know it can you know you know if you're practicing and mm. you're, you you know and you are thinking in a certain way and hanging out with certain people and um you know you might not fully agree with what they say but they're you're, you're they're part of uh, you know a group that you are supposed to identify with so it will sip it um seep in to your consciousness as well or these other um quite damaging yeah and and closing and um prejudicial sort of ideas and i always had a connection to just real world and what was happening on a day-to-day basis and you know i never changed my name you know to an arabic name like Mm. completely by depot that some people did you know didn't cut off all these different things and just condemn them um and after a while you just you just find if you know if you allow yourself yeah you'll find the context of things i think that's the important bit there you you just said if you allow yourself yeah because you do have to let go and And you have to let go and i and, and it was a let go and a passing a passing through that stage for me to a more wider um understanding of faith-based ideas and our engagement with the world just as human beings mm. and how much it all is fits together and the crossovers rather than the individual flavors and histories that yeah, people have you know what I mean? yeah you just realize that mm, it's, it's all one stream really did you did you grow up religious like your earlier years no, your parents no, no. no so no. it was no. it was all so that was all much, brand new then that, yeah, when you yeah, delved yeah, into that world i took on yeah yeah that's yeah. brave man yeah but that's probably because why you know yeah. i mean if i'd grown up religious religious i'd probably not because yeah. you know we were like taking on you know when we converted to islam a few of us you know this sort of group of us we were going to you know obviously uh you know community based mosques and, yeah places you know islamic centers that you know were very much of a culture and a community you know yeah. whether it be egyptians or iranians or you know qataris or yemeni yeah. or whatever it is you know and you'd meet their like the kids there or people at your age and they'd grown up in it and they had kind of a very hollow connection to it it was just like i do this because this is just what i do this is what my family this is what does. i know yeah. yeah i've been doing this from a baby yeah 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 this is us <gasps> isn't it so i just know this mm. and we'd be like what you know and we'd tell them about, yeah. about what they're supposed to be doing yeah. and they'd be shocked and weirded out and embarrassed because you know people couldn't even speak the language from where this thing came had it you know understood it in a living way you know even though yeah very 
I'm uh, different to their experience. Mm. You know, so they were running from it. We were running to it. They yeah. were like, what's going on? I better run back. You know, because these There's guys, if, if yeah. these guys can run to it and I'm like trying to, you know, make just make my money and, yeah. you know, and they like grown up in it with all these opportunities, but they're coming to my thing. You know, it was all kind of a, um, a weird thing. But so you, so that gives you confidence. And yeah. You just, you're just learning and you're carrying on learning. Um, and for me, you know, it just made me question and go through more and think about things from the outside, you know, as well as being in it. You got, you're in it, but you've got to have an eye on the outside. And I think I've always been an outsider of right. every group okay. I've ever been part of. I've always been a bit of an outsider as well. You didn't, you weren't the star of the moment in the middle. No, I can, I can be. You can be, yeah. And I have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'd but be like in the middle, yeah, pulling everybody along and then I'll step out yeah. and be like, got that move look at this. Yeah, yeah. because I've got, I've got to look at this from the outside because it ain't, something's not right. This whole thing, is it, it literally all connects back to hip hop. Yeah. Would it have happened if hip hop hadn't, got to you in that school do you think the art the religion the, the society have you ever thought about that have you i'm a i'm a very curious person mm. so i think something would have you know mark is extremely curious so you would have been curious at yeah, some point no I matter what been, it was yeah, yeah. yeah curious is a is a under, you know, it's, it's an understatement. Very isn't it? soft way of yeah, yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I, um, you know, it's brilliant that it was the best. Although it's good to know that you were, you're, you know, I say things about myself and my mum or, or my girlfriend will say, yeah, but you know, you are that person, and it isn't just because. Hmm. And yeah, so I, I understand what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. I don't get to meet as many people who saw so much in it in the culture in the hip-hop culture that shone a light on things that weren't that obvious i don't know many people like mm. you in that sense mm. and i think maybe it's, it could be partly generational uh, and that's why i wonder about the whole mix and you know the groups of people that were about when you were yeah. in the middle of the hip-hop scene mm. but um it is. It's all these different strands, isn't it? They all add up, don't they? That, yeah, yeah, that weave together to make yeah. up, you know, someone's life. All these individual strands, and some of them connect together, and you can see some of them are accidental. Yeah, or you just trip up on them. They, yeah, they just came in. Yeah, but you contextualize them through what you already know, you know, and then that might that lead on to something else. Do you know what I mean, or not? So it's kind of <laughs> you know you could you could map it out and look at it yeah. if, you know if you got someone's life and like oh right you did that you did that or you came across that person at that time uh -huh. okay your parents were like this you know they were going through difficulties or whatever it is alright so you felt that was going to yeah, help you yeah. you're like you're the youngest so yeah. you're in that family thing trying to get a voice yeah yeah. so yeah you could do it that way yeah. but the other part of it is you yourself You've always been looking. You've always had your eyes open. And no matter what you were going to do that, you were yeah, going to yeah, find yeah, something yeah. somewhere. Chapter three, creativity. Marcus gained great insight from his culture, which also helped him look outside of it for inspiration. 
We talk about his work, paintings and drawings he's done, as well as the subject matters and telling stories and getting back to the studio for more exploration and, and prepare for his next set of works. And in, um, in the last few years, what's been happening? So after, not after it all, because you're, you're still Mark and you're still producing artwork and you're still an artist, like, you, you talk kids about the culture you've done stuff like that you've done youth work yeah 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 i've done i've done some youth work um teaching kids about the culture is it's a bit difficult in yeah. certain ways one because times are so different, different yeah you know can't take people back to analog time you can't no. you know you can't make them feel that because a lot of the excitement comes from yeah you know what you think is the height of technology and innovation yeah which now is just like what <laughs> yeah. pretty much but the principles principles are the same i, th- I think graffiti and hip-hop are a great tool for telling us it's a hard hard thing to search through now corrupted yeah um, what's in your mind i know we had a little chat about art in general but what have you got do something that's so far away from you using aerosol and colour, foundational mark making. Okay. Yeah. Still it all down and what is it? You know, and it's it's just, you know, this always making meaning or finding meaning in things. You know, human existence and it's you know, engagement with and to just work on a sort of less too much representational level or if it's representational it's not going to be an obvious yeah um, study yeah of something in nature necessarily but it might be a sort of uh, a, a mix of things to start people understanding how strands are brought in and they cross over you know and you know like to show you something that will spark the curiosity about what does that mean because mm. I don't know what it is you know so that it has to be yeah I, I love stories behind work it's yeah, and I, so, I don't think it's actually possible to produce work without a story in general but yeah yeah I mean there's there is a thing of narrative being really like uh, you know a lot of people artists fine artists at least you know painting narrative is something no keep away from yeah in a way but you know you can't really you can't escape it you, you can't escape you, it I don't gonna, need it, gonna, it yeah because it's not it doesn't have to be literal and I don't expect it to be literal no, yeah I want to find it I want to look yeah, for it yeah yeah yeah. and I think we do yeah, that with yeah, your work yeah. it's like there's a lot to take obviously, in obviously what we're talking about is a step by step like this is this is this yeah, yeah. and you know obviously artists with your authors, whatever you want to try and stay away from something that encloses your yeah. your artwork into a particular interpretation, because you know it could it could go the wrong way. Yes, and that's boom. Yeah, that's what it becomes. And you're like, everyone is gonna yeah. make it become that. So you know, you try and keep it free and open and able to work on a, a number of different levels and things like that you know and art being that's the foremost the biggest thing 
for you personally on top of oh oh with, with your religion choices your religious choices or your the way you look at life is art the thing that you're going to definitely be carrying for the rest of your life is that the that's your voice it is it is it's my voice it's my expression it is my practice um it is my um uh, prayer if you like if you want to if you want to put it like that in a way um it is yeah it's trying to still it down that's that's the journey that's the kind of yeah that's the main thing you know because you just find you get hooked on all these little ideas mm. cul-de-sacs and things that can take you off somewhere else that doesn't quite hit it and then you become entrenched in that you know people live their lives entrenched in sort of ideas that not really you know not really helping themselves not helping others it's not really an ob objective sort of truth you know something very subjective to them and i'm trying to you know find something a bit more universal yeah and honest and, and, and yeah and, and original yeah it's a nice journey, man. It's a nice um, thing to strive for. Yeah. And to keep looking into. Yeah. Not everybody wants that. Obviously, you know. No, but... Uh, no, not everyone wants that. But uh, art's personal, you know. And it, it is. It's, it's so much, you know, true art and being an artist is so much being yourself. And like you say, it's like going back to the beginning and the, the raw, the rawness of our first graffiti paintings and the heart on your sleeve type of stuff yeah you know so yeah so it is this yeah it's this getting back to an original idea original impulse an original impulse yeah because that is you know there's something there's a lot in there in, mm. in an original impulse mm. yeah. wicked man yeah. dope journey Mark Mm -hmm. dope journey really good journey yeah i'm looking forward to yeah 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 it's seeing and hearing more so yeah so i've got to be in the studio i've got really um i've got my studio uh at the moment it's a mess um you know my mind is obviously in many different areas many different you know a few different things going on but i need to clear it and start you know make that space and yeah make that space to bring out the next next things and, you know experiment and make just make things you know art oh, man it is i love the i love the fact that it it managed to give you so many avenues that over these you know 20 25 30 years nearly yeah, yeah. and the experiences that you've had within them all and it's all off the back of producing artwork. Is, um, yeah, yeah. I love these um, you stories. Know, and it's, it's time to be brave. I wish, you know, I wish I had been braver yeah. in many senses, you know, back then. You know, and that's probably the takeaway thing. I wish, I, you know, braver going yards, you know, did more yards, you know, even explored even more as much yeah. as I feel, you know, yeah, I, mean, I had. Yeah, right. looking looking yeah. in on it, I'm just like this guy's really brave. But obviously, we're inside. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah. I wish you know. Yeah, 
so but it's still time yeah to do that but it's just yeah yeah you have to be braver than brave man, yeah because you've got all real life's part of it all as well sh- yeah. yeah 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 you've got all that that's coming down i mean you know we said it's real life but we'll just choose we choose our lives don't we? yeah and you know if part of us wants comfort you know yeah and part of us likes just the nice roof over our head and you know not having to like worry about you know moving about yeah. between the houses or whatever it is that if you have a less stable existence but maybe more creative yeah and, um, looking and yeah all of that yeah more exploratory yeah that's what you got it's to deal tension, with in that that life. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. That, it's that tension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I like, I like, I like not giving myself those options. I'm glad it is hard being an artist, and it's being it's hard being creative, and you know, trying to pay the bills and all that type of stuff. But it's goddamn interesting, man. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, lot yeah, more yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. than yeah. yeah another yeah. route I could have may have taken. So. Yeah, totally. Totally. I find it all extremely important, man. That's why I love talking about it. I just, it just reaffirms things for me. I, it's quite selfish for me on this podcast. It is quite selfish. It's, I'm learning it. It's helped me with my kids because I'm hearing other people's stories about being a mm-hmm. teenager and what happened. I didn't go to college. I left school at 15. And so I didn't, that part of my story didn't ever happen. And I've been watching him and worried and how does this work? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so chatting to people has helped me there. Also, the yearning to be an artist and continue to stay in my art and to chat to people and hearing these stories and getting inspired is, mm. yeah, it yeah. really helps. I, I look at things as that though. I do, I see real life and my life. Yeah. That I do, I do split it and yeah. I, I, I try to mold my life so it works within real life and I call yeah, real yeah, life yeah, 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 the yeah, bills. Yeah, yeah. I hear, I hear what you're you saying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's, totally. that's how I split them. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I love, I, I, I like that because it keeps, I'm, like, I'm in my space. I haven't yeah. joined that world. You know, yeah, that's absolutely. how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. no, I mean, yeah, in an envious position, really, for, you know, a lot of, it's, a lot of people. It's, um, you know, you're, you're able to survive, as it were, hmm. you know, doing, you know, a lot of largely what you love doing. Mate, I'm, I feel really blessed. Right? And that's... Yeah. Amount of frustrated, you weren't brave. Yeah, you couldn't be brave. You weren't you just the given the lights to have brave. Yeah, sort of busted out of them. Mm. Yeah, I had who have talent yeah. and who have ideas and yeah. who have the intellectual c- capability. I appreciate that, man. It was, you know, my mum being self-employed was definitely one of my biggest keys to not living real life. As such, yeah. what I put it into real life. But again, man, meeting you, meeting Bunny, those early experiences I had within the culture when I had a lot of other choices Kilburn was offering me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There was a million other routes I could have done. And, you know, it was yeah. those things. And, yeah, they all, these little sparks really added and molded me into, yeah. I, yeah, I've had balls. I've made decisions that were scary to do what I do now. Yeah, and yeah. I, I will take that. And I appreciate you saying it. But um, yeah. it is a lot of it was right time right place you know and seeing the right person and you know bunny studio was literally around the corner from my estate right and my mate wes walked onto the estate one day with his airbrush t-shirt and i'm like what where's that from there's a guy around the corner painting him in this room and i ran around and i'm like 
oh shit, it's non-stop. Oh yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, you know, being 16 then, yeah. 17, and you're like, there's possibilities in my culture. Like these yeah, guys are up yeah, to something, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All very important. You bringing me to, you know, Atlantis up. I'd never been to Atlantis before and brought me down to there because we were mm. getting a commission together. And mm. yeah, it's, um, I love this culture of ours, man. I love hearing people's stories. So yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming around, Mark. Wicked. Well, that was amazing. It was kind of full circle for me getting that interview done. So imagine I'd interview him off a blag in the mid 90s and then again 20 years later. Prime is a dream maker. So great hearing that story. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. On to the next. Let's keep feeding ourselves this inspiration, this understanding and sharing of information to keep us all going in the right direction. Remember, love your city and love your culture. This is F24.